Welcome to Two Crows Podcast, Frightening Frauen with Lee. Hello. And Tyler. And we have a weird one for you today, but first we'll chat a little bit. <laughs> Got a weird one. I'm wearing my button. <laughs> Yay! My, my, my camera sucks. Yeah. I like, um, I always get excited when I see people wearing the buttons, because that was like my first, my first product. Yeah, I was going to put it here, but it kept hitting the (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have been thinking, like, the last couple of days about, like, what, who's it going to be today? And, you know, so it's going to be a weird one. It's a weird one. (laughs) And it's one that, like, we don't know how much of the story is true. But we know enough of it is true to kind of think that it's all true (laughs) to an extent. (laughs) Um, It's another old one. So... Exciting. Okay. Cool. So, um, how's your? Uh, did your AC get fixed? Are you? Yes. So mine on my floor was working, uh, but I had to turn it off for them to fix the other floor that wasn't working. So it was 105 degrees up here yesterday. <laughs> That's what my thermostat said, and it felt like uh. it. It felt hotter than that. It was 100 outside, and it the feels like was 113 outside. But I'm in the attic, so it gets hotter up here if the AC isn't on. Yeah, which is nice in the winter, but not so nice in the summer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The room that I'm in, I don't know why, but it gets like about 10 degrees hotter than outside. Yeah, it's weird, and it and it holds the heat until like midnight, so it uh, it can be pretty uncomfortable that's why i'm sweaty yeah <laughs> i smell <Sweaty>. great <laughs> i smell like i smell like lume right now <laughs> Get, give it 12 hours i they're like it lasts 48 to 72 hours and i'm like not on me bitch <laughs> not on me either i mm. and i, put, I get like a 24 I, hours if i'm lucky i put it on my legs too <laughs> and my oh. under boobs yeah I just, this is the only place I seem to have the smell bacteria. It's not like, I don't have like a lot of body odor, but like as I've gotten older, I've gotten more, Mm -hmm. which is weird. So I, and I'm like very, when, so when my son was little, this is weird, but uh, if I was getting sick, I could tell because my left underarm would smell only my left one. Weird. And now, now both of them are like equal, so it's like the bacteria move. But I used to always go up to my son and be like, "Oh, smell it," you know. And he couldn't help himself; like it was like he'd be like, "I don't want to," and then he would do it anyways. <laughs> and then he'd be like, "That's weird because it's not very strong, but it's there." <laughs> if my kids uh, are listening to this, they'll be like, "My mom did the same thing." So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I that makes me feel. Um, Less less abnormal. <laughs> Equally abnormal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was on a live with like eight people last night and we did a queer neurodivergent uh, put a finger down game. And all the most fingers anyone had were three still up at the end. And most of us just had one or two or zero. <laughs> <laughs> We all had a lot of issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of those. Whenever I, I haven't seen any of those videos in a while, but whenever they pop up, I'm always like, yep, yep. I mean, there's some stuff that, like, everybody else seems to have that I don't, but then there's, like, just 
especially the neurodivergent stuff. Mm-hmm. There's always, I'm always like, yep, yep. Yep. And it goes one way or the other with some things. Cause what brought it up was we were all eating popsicles and one person had one with a stick and one person was like, oh, I can't do the stick, like the, just the feeling. And I'm like, I love the stick. I love the taste of the stick. And it was like I, very, di- very divided. <laughs> when I was a kid, I loved the stick. I loved chewing on it and the texture of it. And apparently I liked chewing on wood in general because when I was a baby, I chewed a hole in my crib and in my um, high chair. They put Tabasco sauce on it thinking that it would slow me down and it did not. Um, <laughs> but now as an adult, like some of my sensory stuff has changed and mm-hmm. the, um, the, uh, stick is unacceptable now. It's like, it makes like my gums and my fingers hurt when I touch it. So I can understand yeah. that feeling. I realize my hands are moving, but my, they're, can't see. I don't, moving I can't get the break. camera to, yeah. But. I'm just like, I'm, I'm. <laughs> I'm gesturing, but it's not showing in the camera, so it's just like my head is like... (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. Or like I do something here and then realize it's going to be audio. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I said hi this time. I literally, like the whole time you were doing the introduction, my brain was like, say "Say something. I wanted to wave because that's what I do, but like, you know... Um, I've even got my doctors like <laughs> waving and stuff. They've gotten like used to me doing it, so then they do it, but like in person. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like, say something. And I was like, okay, so much pressure just to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> hi. Yeah, just do it different every time. <laughs> Hello. <Yeah. laughs> Yo, welcome. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> So I have a question for you. Have you had any like paranormal experiences before? No. Okay. Have you heard of the woman in white? The one you talked about on your podcast. Mm-hmm. That is where I heard about it. That is yeah. where you heard. It? <laughs> yeah, it is a common <laughs> thing. Okay. Um, so the lady that we're going to discuss today is seen very frequently in. Charleston, Charlestown, Charleston, North Carolina. It used to be Charlestown, but I think it's Charleston now. But when back in this day, they called it Charlestown. Charlestown. So it was made by Charles. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and she's seen very frequently in a white wedding dress um, around where the old jail is. And so it, I liked this one because it kind of tied into that other podcast that I did. But she was a real person. Hmm. We don't know a lot about her childhood, though. So, like I said, I talked about the woman in white uh, that a lot of people see in apparitions. And it's usually in more rural areas and near places where really tragic events happened or shipwrecks and things like that. A lot of times it's either on the coast or it's in like a town near a church or a jail, typically. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I was in Charleston, and she's usually at the Old City Jail, which makes sense, because... Spoiler alert, that's where she dies. <laughs> <laughs> she's dead now, guys. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so, her name is 
Oh, God. I, I even listened to things so that I knew how to pronounce her name. Lavinia Fisher. Lavinia. Mm. Uh, who knows if that's really how you pronounce it. That's how all the podcasters do it, though. Lavinia. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, she was a real woman. There are many who believe she was framed and innocent, but her final words lead others to conclude that the allegations are true, as well as how she was caught. <laughs> I think she actually did shit. (laughs) But what did she do? Um, So there's no information about her birth or childhood, which I hate because I like looking into people's past and figuring out how it kind of goes along with other killers. Right. Yeah. Plus, (laughs) like, the the pattern within their own lives that led them Mm -hmm. to... You know, oh, now I know what she did. Yeah, and it helps us look <laughs> back, too, and see where we could have had some early intervention and prevent things from happening. But none of Maybe. that is in her past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Lavinia Fisher was born in 1793. She was said to be absolutely beautiful. Everyone was charmed by her. And her, for those D&Ders, her charisma was very high. and that's all we know about her childhood (laughs) her records begin around the time she marries john fisher Um, they got married near charleston south carolina and the two of them owned and ran a hotel and there were this name came up two different ways while i was researching it was either the five mile wayfarer hotel or the six mile (laughs) wayfarer hotel um, because it was that many miles from charleston if you got that name wrong, you might not find it. Right? <laughs> you, get, you get to the wrong mile marker. Right. Uh, at first, it started out with rumors that men would go there and then not be seen again, and authorities were brought in to investigate. They really liked Lavinia. The uh, police would come and talk to her, and she would like make them some food and talk to them and they were like these people are really nice and they're just running a hotel like they actually have business they have their books all together and everything and so they dropped the case the townspeople didn't like that because they knew something was going on (laughs) (laughs) and the stories just kept going there's a few varied stories about what happened so I, I wrote down three of them about how she would do it So the first is she would use her beauty to help her husband rob and kill male travelers that came to their hotel. um, Lavinia would go out to the town, woo a man, bring him back to the hotel, feed him, and put him in a room for the night and give him a tea with oleander mixed in with it. And he would either become unconscious or die. And John would come in and then stab him and make sure he was dead. And then they would hide the body. That's the first story. (laughs) That's a bonding hobby. (laughs) And I don't think John was that involved. (laughs) He's a supportive male, which has become like a a thing in all the stories that there's a supportive male. And even in like the known death facts of them at the end of this, he still was a supportive male. And I really think she was the strong female lead (laughs) in this situation. And he also probably didn't want to fall victim to her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Another legend uh, to the story was that Lavinia 
would only put them to sleep with the tea, and then she would pull a lever, and they had, like, small mattresses. They weren't, like, full beds. It was back in the olden days over the, like, I don't know, like a trap door. And then they would fall to their deaths into spikes. I like that one. <laughs> like, she wouldn't kill them. She'd just knock them out and then just kill like, them. Just, they just say, me. You know, they just stand there and hee hee, wait for them. Because you'd get so excited waiting for them to, you know. This was my favorite one, though, but probably the least likely. <laughs> uh, the version of this story is that her MO was that Lavinia would still go out, find men, get them back to the hotel, and then she would give them some of the tea, and then she would crush their head with her, her thighs. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a more modern... Uh hopeful adaptation Mm -hmm. (laughs) men would come to her from far away (laughs) for her assisted suicide (laughs) that's my favorite but probably the least likely especially with what they found in the house after um, they were caught Uh, but all the tales there's a theme she was the mastermind and the dominant one and John was the accomplice (laughs) help her hide the bodies (laughs) Uh, So looking back at historical records through this, so those were just kind of the tales that were told on different podcasts. So then I went through the actual historical records to find out what actually happened. And it's very interesting. (laughs) And so looking back at the historical records, I wanted to see what I could find about the true story. The town had been hearing tales of people being robbed and Um, Back then, mobs of people could go around and arrest and lynch people for (laughs) crimes like that, for murder or robberies. So a mob of people got together and went down to uh, the five or six mile house. (laughs) Even in those records, it was both. I, they don't know how many miles, I guess. And so they got down to the house and there were people staying there. They got those people out and they started like vandalizing the house. And then they realized that the owners of the house were not there. So Lavinia and John weren't there. So they left, but they left one guy behind and his name was David Ross. Um, He was left behind to see when they came back and then leave and go get the mob again, I guess. But I know he had the bad (laughs) end of the stick. Uh, So Lavinia, along with two men, her husband and one other man, discovered him on their way back and the two men attacked him. He looked to Lavinia, hoping that she would have some sort of empathy for him. And what did she do? She grabbed him by the throat and threw his head through one of the windows that was still standing. (laughs) Wow. So I don't think she was going to help him. And it doesn't say whether or not he survived this. Like, the fact that we know, like, what she did seems like... I think the the other man that was helping gave some information later um, for a lighter sentence. (laughs) Ah. But it's possible he survived because later that same day... A man named John Peebles. Love that name. Peebles. Traveled from Georgia (laughs) and wanted to rest at Six Mile House. 
and Lavinia left the scene of what was going on and went over and warmly welcomed him and let him know that there weren't any rooms available yet, but she would see what she could do. And she was like, can I just give you a meal while you wait and I'll make you some tea. (laughs) So she makes him the meal and the husband comes in as well. And he's like just standing across the room and just watching the two of them. She leaves the room after he's done with the meal and she comes back and says, Oh my gosh, I have amazing news. A room opened up. Someone isn't going to be checking into it. So let me, I made you some tea. Why don't you drink some of this and go to the room and go and lay down? And he started feeling a little iffy about this. And he also was reported saying he doesn't like tea. (laughs) Mm. So he pretended (laughs) to drink the tea and then dumped it out. And he he went to the room and he slept in the chair next to the door because he felt a little off about what was going on and wanted to be able to leave quickly if something was going on because he heard about all the robberies going on. Uh, It wasn't them robbing people. There was another group of people robbing people on the roads that he had heard about, but they were also robbing people. (laughs) They were just killing (laughs) them on top of that. Yeah. (laughs) But he uh, slept at the chair by the door and he got woken up to a super loud thud and he was looking around and the bed was gone and there was a hole in the floor what (laughs) so he snuck out the window and he ran to the town and he went and got the police and they came and they arrested Lavinia her husband and two other workers that were there yeah so they got caught a little bit so the bed, does the bed like drop where the body would fall out or did the, because otherwise they'd be going through bed frames a lot. So it, well, like, I have a feeling the bed wasn't made out of like a frame. I think that it was made out of just like, hey, it wasn't a super like amazing <laughs> hotel. It was just a place to lay your head down for the night. Yeah. So I think they... I don't know if it would tip them or if it would actually fall, but he... Yeah, if it was hay, it would just... Yeah. You know? (laughs) They just sweep it back up into a new bed. (laughs) Right? What a a way to go. Yeah. (laughs) So when they got there, they both pled not guilty and were ordered to stay in jail until their trial. The two men that were arrested with them were let out on bail. So I'm assuming they told some stories and let them know what was going on. And I think that's how they found out about that other guy. Um, yeah. At the trial, they were found guilty <laughs> and sentenced, sentenced to hang by their necks until dead. Legally, they had time to appeal this, though. And they took that time. And during that time together, they had a cell together because love I guess I don't know why they would do that (laughs) but they started planning to escape jail and they started tearing off pieces of the blankets that they would get just little bits at a time and then when they would be brought a new blanket they would tear a little bit off so it wasn't noticed that the blankets were getting smaller (laughs) and eventually they were able to make a rope long enough to get from the tower they were in down and John uh, climbed down and the rope broke and he didn't want to leave without her so he turned himself back in 
Wow. <laughs> and then more uh. guards were placed on them. I'm sure they were checking their room more now, too. Yeah. I've never heard of, like, a couple being put together in jail, but it was the... I think it was eight, a- 1820 when they finally get killed. Yeah. What, there's... I'm stuck on several things. Yeah, I'm what? stuck on the hole in the floor. <laughs> like I'm, I just like they had to make that. Yeah, they had to plan that out and make that, and, and you know, and then um, that they were put together, which is weird. Like, was that a thing? And we just don't really hear about it. Or was it that area? Did they not have space? Like, what? And you know, and then he turned himself back in, like <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I don't think I have ever, ever liked anybody enough that I wouldn't be like, well, I feel bad, but, you know. Especially since he probably didn't actually do much. Yeah. But maybe that's maybe that's part of it, though. You know, the whole like uh, the psychological part that comes from being in that dynamic. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he was another victim of hers too I want to know what happened in her life (laughs) like was she just like was she just a a psychopath or whatever and just born wired off or did something happen that shaped that because it's like little elements of H.H. Holmes in here but she doesn't like dissect the bodies like he does but like the whole murder mansion thing with yeah. trap doors and craziness. And without and it doesn't seem like there was like any sort of specification for who she was killing. It wasn't like she was killing like abusive guys. No. She was just killing she guys. She was killing guys that appeared to have money that they could rob. Uh but besides that, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's really nothing about any of the other victims. It's just that they found the bodies. So we don't know who they were. (laughs) Yeah. um, So per usual, a priest was sent in to talk to them and try to save their souls before the execution. John talked to the priest and asked for his soul to be saved and wanted uh, to go to heaven. Lavinia wanted nothing to do with the priest. (laughs) And her final words were actually to the priest and the crowd. And they're hilariously amazing. (laughs) (laughs) which we'll get to those Um, so the morning of February 18th 1820 the two were taken to the gallows before a crowd of over 2,000 people before being hanged uh, John pled with the crowd for his innocence um, but he also went very quietly like he didn't fight them on hanging him but he just before you're allowed to say your last words and he pled for them to just release him (laughs) yeah probably didn't actually do much (laughs) (laughs) uh what i do find funny though so when they did hang him is it was illegal for a woman to be hanged who was not married and since they hung him first she no longer was married and so they couldn't hang her and someone announced that afterwards Oh, and mind you, 
she was very adamant. I forgot to write this down. She was very adamant that she wear her wedding dress that day that she was being hanged to. So she's in her wedding dress. Like he, John was probably just in whatever. And, mm-hmm. and she was like, I think she thought it would make her seem more innocent and like beautiful and please like release me. But she didn't, yeah. she didn't beg for that. Uh, and she also didn't want to survive. <laughs> so, um, but yes, I find that very funny that like they hung him first and then she wasn't technically allowed to be hanged after they hung him. Mm-hmm. But they did, but they did it. No. Any, no. So they were trying to, they were discussing that and they were deciding how they were going to kill her because the law was just, she couldn't be hanged. So... <laughs> <laughs> she was like, she can be killed, yeah. but she just can't be, she can't specifically be, be hung or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But she wanted to be hung and did not want to spend the rest of her days either in prison if they couldn't decide what to do with her or some other form of murder killing of her that was not going to be as pleasant. I don't hmm. think the way she went was very pleasant, though. Um, <laughs> And they asked her for her final words, uh, or if she had something to say before they made their decision. And she said, there was a little bit before this, but this is the great part. If you have a message you want to send to hell, give it to me. I'll carry it. (laughs) I can't help but wonder if her wearing the dress wasn't to make herself look more innocent, but as like a, like a, you know... Well, she also tried to get someone there to marry her. I forgot this part, too. This one was rumored. It's not 100% in the historical facts, but that she tried to get someone in the crowd to marry her so that they could hang her. (laughs) (laughs) She really was like, I'm done. Okay, let's go. (laughs) So she still had the rope around her neck because they had them both had the ropes around their neck before they hung him. And she jumped off. (laughs) She was like, no, I'm not going to have this. (laughs) It took her 15 minutes of kicking and screaming before she died. (laughs) Wow. I mean, Uh. wow. (laughs) Because it didn't have the, it didn't have the velocity of the drop the way that, yeah, okay. (laughs) And now she can be seen um, wailing and trying to seduce men uh, in Charleston, South Carolina. Charlestown. Charlestown. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh... Oh, oh Lavinia. Yeah. What happened to you? <laughs> but yeah, She's when like, they... Ugh. After they had arrested them, they went and searched the house and the property, and they found many dead male bodies and a lot of items belonging to different people. And they found trap doors. They found, like, in the cellar, there was a lot of bodies down there, too. And they they didn't say anything about the spikes that were rumored, but they did have the trap doors. I don't know if she thought that she was killing them first because it only takes one oleander leaf to kill a man or if they were asleep and then fell and then they killed them it was very unclear and their autopsies back then weren't the best so (laughs) maybe it was like a a, it's a convenient a convenient way to get rid of the bodies without having to carry them Mm -hmm. you know because they don't even have to take them out of nobody's going to see them because they're just you know 
Um, I mean, that would be like for, you know, like a woman, if she's not able, she had a helper, but if say she didn't have a helper, that would be a pretty logical way to yeah. and, handle the bodies. And it's not super clear how much John helped her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he could have been like, ew, no touch. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't like dead bodies. <laughs> and it sounded like the, all of the remains that were outside were skeletal. So it's possible she waited till they were skeletal and then moved them outside yeah. to make room. I wonder how they controlled the smell. Lie, probably. Yeah. <laughs> that that sounds like the perfect location for like a haunted type house museum type thing, though, because like yeah, trap doors and. I know that it got, it doesn't say whether or not that place still stands, but we can probably determine where it was based on if it was five or six miles outside of Charleston. Yeah. (laughs) And I know that the jail still stands that they were in and it's really cool looking. Um, It's like all brick and like, or stone and super tall. So I have a feeling like the top was where they were at, which is why they had to like shimmy down. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Those the, all the old buildings like more east of California are like cool. You know, it's stuff that we can't have here because of the earthquakes. And uh, every time I like go back east to like Boston or whatever and see all the bricks, I was like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. this is cool." You know. Yeah, same in well, at Minneapolis, there's a lot of brick buildings that are amazing. They're like the Victorian buildings that you do see out on the West Coast, but brick and very cool. <laughs> and cool. they, where else? Oh, in England, there's a ton of beautiful stone buildings that most of them are churches, but they're beautiful anyway. Yeah. <laughs> They're very empty, though. There's no people in there. Except for your tourists. Dress, dress or top of dinosaurs? Yes. Yeah, dinosaurs. I have, a, I have a top, too, that's the same pattern, but a weird cut. It would go with that, you know, the necklace I was wearing in the video yeah. you duetted? Yeah. It would go with that. I made that. <laughs> he makes things. I make things. Woo! Yeah, I'm wearing my my uh, my jiggle yeah. louder shirt. I need to mod mine. I was thinking of tie dyeing it. Ah, oh, that'd be fun. But I don't want to screw it up. <laughs> Make it colorful. Or what was my other thought? I'm doing one of those designs with like the cutting them and like tying them. Yeah. I did that with one of my shirts, but I cut the sides way too much. Oh. I didn't mean to, but the but the, but the back came out cool, like doing the where you cut it and then you do the all the way down and then you tie it at the bottom and it looks cool. Mm-hmm. I did. I can't remember what that's called. I don't but. either. I did one because my work shirt that they gave me was a three XL, and at the time I was like a size zero. <laughs> So it was like this massive shirt. <laughs> so I, I cut it and I still have it. It's a Doc Johnson, America's favorite toy company shirt. <laughs> and my kids try to steal it. And I'm like, that is an adult toy company. Please don't do that. 
But yeah, I had. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know the name, so you said it, and I was like, "That means something," but I don't know what it means. I don't know. I watch them on TikTok doing different ones. They're cool to watch, but I don't know if I'm hand my hands work enough to (laughs) to do it. Oh goodness. Um, I brain. I just brain fart. I was gonna say something, and then, and then I got stuck on the adult toy shirt. Yeah. I had somebody make me some teas that got sent to me. I got them last night. And are, are you sure they're safe teas? <laughs> Do they have oleander? Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's Gothic Tea Party and Mint oh. Mint Berry Blast. Nice. And they, they smell good. I, I can't wait to try them. Can't do mint, but I, I do like... I can't do tea plant either, so no mint, no tea plant. But I do like herbal herbal teas if they have a good... If they're mm-hmm. robust. I don't like the ones that smell good and then they just taste like dirty water. Those offend me, but if they have like a nice, you know robust flavor like I really like I have a one of my favorites that I keep on hand is a Meyer lemon tea mm-hmm. and it's really nice can you have rooibos since it's not a tea it's a red bush yeah, yeah as long as it doesn't use the tea plants fine it's the tannins mm. that I can't have I didn't realize those are in oh. tea yep the tea plant got the tannins Darn and it. I can do um pu'er tea um, that is uh, fermented tea, and the fermenting actually gets rid of almost all of the tannins, so it's okay. And then the, the fermenting process doesn't, at least the brand that I buy, doesn't mess up my gut. So That's good. Um, we used to sell I get the that. Cho- the, Numi, the Numi chocolate pu'er tea. Oh, I have that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be for, was it for gut health or what was it for? I said I on the know. bag. I don't remember why I bought it, but I was getting it like on an auto subscription for a little bit. Yeah, I was getting these boxes of like a hundred tea bags um, because I, for a while, I couldn't have coffee because uh, coffee, the caffeine upsets the mast cells, and my stomach was just way too mad. So I had about two years where I, I couldn't do the coffee, and that was my, you know. But as soon as I went back to coffee, I was like, see ya. <laughs> no, no more tea for me. I mean, it's good, but it's not coffee. <laughs> That's funny. Oh goodness. So, I like, oh, you said sorry. you're a size zero. My brain's now stuck on that. I, I like. I was so small. When I'm, when I'm a size eight, you can see all of my ribs, all of them from top to bottom. So, like a size zero, I would be like dead. I think it was because I just have a big bone structure. It was bad. Like, I was trying to gain weight, and people would make fun of me all the time for being so thin, to the point where in high school, I was called into the office while eating pizza, <laughs> that they were telling me that I had I was anorexic. And I'm like, I am not anorexic. I'm eating my pizza. Can I go back and eat my pizza now? <laughs> yeah. Please stop. I was drinking wow. these, like, protein shakes to try to gain weight, and I just couldn't. And then all of a sudden, when I hit, like, 25, 
that went away (laughs) yeah wow that's like i had the i got like my hips and all that when i was like 14 but i didn't get my height and so i was like around 145 and i used to get called fat and made fun of and stuff but i was 16 percent fat when we when they did the fat test you know and i could do like pull-ups i was like super muscular and like i would get made fun of for being like big but i just yeah i wasn't actually you know um and then eventually i got taller um but i you know my hips kind of kept growing so Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i'm because i'm a size 12 now and 12 or 14 depending on how bloated i am that day darn mast cells and gastroparesis right yeah I, i think i'm i don't know what size I am but I think I'm like a 16 to 18 so that's like but that's like it's frustrating because I don't have like a belly yeah all the clothes are built like I should have a belly like I just you know like um sort of my healthy weight um is about like a 16 is kind of like the doctors are happy with my Mm -hmm. build and my fat percentage at that point and but all the clothes are made for a different shape and stuff so it's interesting that is horrible i find the same thing it's because i'm shaped different than you even and i can't find clothes that i feel good in Mm -hmm. they have to be like stretchier but then those fabrics bother me yep exactly no wins stick with dresses i just i just been wearing like jumpers and like baggy dresses that are made from like pure cotton and i don't like I just like, you know what, whatever. People don't need to know my shape. And if they really want to know, there's a subscription for that. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You can always find us elsewhere. Right. (laughs) Exactly. They could buy us a coffee for that. Yeah. I know I set up a a coffee, a Ko-Fi. I say Ko-Fi because it looks like Ko-Fi. I don't say anything right. Like, so cry cuts, people say crickets. And I say cry cut because it's the word cut. It's not a, yeah. cr- it's not, cr- not the word crit, but like everybody says cricket and it, it bothers me. <laughs> like, I say both because like, I, I don't know how to say it. So I'll just say both ways. <laughs> I have decided how it's said and that's it. Like there's no like, you know, um, it's like the gif and jif argument. Like the creator of like gifs said it should be said gif but it doesn't make any sense when you consider like what the acronym stands for the graphic yeah graphic you know so i've always said it like the correct way um but yeah like um why do i keep brain farting like where's my brain going it's probably going to the stupid rv stress stuff but um i don't know come to me you say something like you said, <laughs> the more the harder I think about it, the harder it is to get. It's like my, it's like it's like moving away from me. I was like, okay, cry, cry cut, and then before it was the cry cut, I was talking about, and that's what I lost was words for the cry cut, just words. words. I don't remember what yeah. the word was though. We'll find out when we rewatch this. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'll be like, ah, oh, but I had that point and I didn't get to say it. <laughs> Write it down for next time. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Um. So, what was I gonna say now? Oh, a uh, crazy thing happened last night. 
uh, that I don't think I told you about. Oh, no, was it last? Maybe it was this morning. It was last night. So not that it matters at all. <laughs> My ex-husband calls me. Oh. Which is normally not a good thing. Um, and I'll, I'll keep this sweet in case he watches this. But so my son is with him and my son and my ex-husband and I both decided like it might be a good year for our 14 year old to try to live with him. And so that was the plan. He went down there like four weeks ago and we found out that our son had uh, committed crimes. (laughs) He got in trouble for trespassing and vandalism. Uh, they climbed on top of a box truck uh, and then over to a roof. And so they're saying they dented the top of the box truck climbing up on it onto the roof. And it's on camera. So um, I think he should plead guilty. <laughs> I mean, it's on camera. <laughs> right. And he's already admitted it to the police. It's not like a secret. <laughs> right. Uh, and so it's like a hundred dollar fine for each of the things because they always tack on charges and then he has to do this program that's in town and then he has to do probation for like two years and my seems like a lot for just being a dumb kid yes i agree uh, he also was on probation for a year for his friend stealing a bike and he happened to be there and then he took the police to the bike and turned it in and he got probation for a year. That's not cool. And he got a stay of adjudication on that one and then they, um, because of this, they're overturning the stay of adjudication and so he has those charges again too. So that's why it'll be two years instead of one year probation. So his dad wants to send him back. Uh, They said that they could move the case there to Texas, but he doesn't want to do that. Um, Their younger son uh, is, like, homeschooled and goes on tour with bands. So he's, like, five. Little, little tiny superstar. He's a mosher. <laughs> he moshes at these concerts and he's paid to go to the concerts and mosh at them. Little tiny mosher. It is so cute. <laughs> it is the cutest thing. But yeah, oh, what he's sending him home oops. and he's only been there for like four weeks, I think. And this is the second time he sent him home early. And did he get in trouble? Though? Is when he got in trouble the last time, was it when he was with him? Or that was that was here? That was, I mean, not here, but there. That was yeah. here. Um, both times were here and with the same people. Well, not the same people, sorry. The other one was with an older kid. He was like 17 that stole the bike. And, and uh, my kid was like 12, 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. And they were at the pool together. Mm-hmm. And that's... I hate that whole situation. Don't think that that should have happened, but uh, it was. I feel it. It seems like he did. He witnessed and then he reported, so he shouldn't be in trouble for that. Like, and also like children, especially at that age, kind of deserve like a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and they got because just getting in trouble is a big deal. Like, get you know the whole Mm -hmm. process. Even if he hadn't gotten punished, could have been enough to like. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the whole going downtown and, like, 
climbing up on a roof and looking out at the city city we're in a tiny town and the town lights (laughs) yeah on main street which is very like 1800s looking like cowboy looking town and they were just sitting up there in the middle of the night and so they didn't do anything else like the vandalism is just them climbing on top of the truck to get onto the the roof yeah and so i'm like okay well can we pay the deductible on your insurance (laughs) like it was right. it was four kids, so between the four of them, you would think that we could cover that. And but no, uh, they're gonna throw the book at them. That's so lame. I I do not I do not agree with that at all. These are like dumb kid stuff and should be treated accordingly. It's like it should absolutely be acknowledged. Hey, these are you damaged somebody's property, mm-hmm. and here's how you pay. Here's how how you take responsibility for that but this what they're doing with him isn't even teaching taking responsibility no like it's gonna breed resentment it's going to make potentially make the issue worse yeah like which is what happened last time and then his dad was like well he's just on his phone the whole time i'm like that's why i don't give him one (laughs) like just take it away that he won't be on it all the time (laughs) yeah but Uh, and is he just kind of drawn to the bad crowd yeah yeah sadly yes uh it was better in colorado and i'm hoping that we can get back on the road and do distance learning again and travel because he was a lot better um he's 14 i mean he's a teenager with hormones he's also very openly um gay and that's a problem in this town for people. He was not bullied for that in Colorado, but he is here. And in the high school, it isn't as bad. But the middle school is horrible for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Let al- everyone oh. doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone if you're, uh, yeah, have any outsider type things going on. But... Yeah, I feel bad. He doesn't know yet that he's coming home and he's not going to be very happy about it because he has more freedom there because yeah. he has a phone all the time there and he doesn't have that here. So, Yeah, and that's also the the rejection part. That's yeah. Especially at that age. Like, I wouldn't, you know, it's not it's not the the ideal compiling of things for somebody that age. No. And he doesn't want to be here because he doesn't get along with um, Rebecca. So it's like the two of them are so similar that they don't get along at all. <laughs> They'll probably be besties once they hit like 24, 26, somewhere around there. Hopefully. But... They're three years apart. And yeah, I think there's, a, there's enough of an age gap that it's a problem. And if it was more, it would be less of a problem. If it was less, yeah. it would be less of a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm five years from my brother, and then and then ten years from my sister, and so there's like, and there's like no overlap between them either. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm basically I was basically treated more like a parent than a sibling anyway. That's how I was with my younger. So I have a sister that's ten years younger than me, and she's. It's weird to see her as an adult now because she's so much younger than me. But I have to remember I'm an older adult now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yep. uh, and she just moved 
out of the state and that she grew up in with my dad and uh, she's now on her own and it feels weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah I guess my my, well my sister like she looked older than me like by the time she was like 20 so that always made her mad because people I'd be like oh this is my sister oh she's her older sister and she'd be like (laughs) I'm like why do you smoke cigarettes what do you want like (laughs) that's my sister too I mean she's beautiful don't get me wrong she's nine months younger than me and she always looked older than me so people either assumed we were twins or that we she was my older sister and she's been smoking since i think she was 13 or 14 and she has never stopped the skin Mm -hmm. a lot she looks really good for having smoked so long though like i she has good genes because her mom smoked too forever and her mom still looks really young but she she was she has no kids she parties a lot and she bartends for fun and has like three jobs to be able to live on the beach in california yeah and i'm sure it'll catch up with her eventually yeah she'll just like wake up one day and be 65 yeah you know like it'll just that's why I didn't like age very much for a really long time and so people were you know even now like people think I'm a lot younger Mm -hmm. than I am um I see the age so I feel like I look like decrepit but um it's just you know how you're getting really used to how you Mm -hmm. all the little changes and you're like oh but um like just the last like couple years I started changing like really quickly and I'm like oh no the overnight thing it's coming it's coming <laughs> well eds will also keep you looking young because your skin is really soft yeah i have like i never like i didn't like when i started learning about eds and they talk about that like because every time anybody brushes past me they always go geez your skin is so soft and i'm like i'm like isn't that how skin like <laughs> Working in a drive-thru at a coffee shop and people always touching your hand, I realize that is not how skin always feels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even... I have to work really hard to get, like, calluses or anything like that. Like, when I rode a motorcycle all the time, I did have very tiny little calluses, like, right here from my gloves. But that was, like... Even when I played, like, a bass, I didn't... Never really built up my calluses very well. I don't know if that's the EDS thing, but... It might be. Uh, it would make sense if it was because, yeah, your skin is more elastic and it would give more and not... Because my skin indents really easily, but it doesn't callus easily. Yeah. I have a callus from how I hold my pencil. <laughs> it's not even like... It's more just like a deformity of my finger. <laughs> yeah, I have that from... not. I don't even on this one my i hold <laughs> mine weird mine's on this finger because i that's interesting let me see Do I yeah so i have a bump but i don't have the callus anymore but i have a bump from all those years of holding a pen because i hold it like this oh, that's interesting it's just fascinating how, how different like people use tools differently you know i was also left-handed and then was told that was wrong and had to be right-handed i was ambidextrous and then um just over the last 
20 years or so, I stopped because I started having nerve, the nerve issues in my arms and it changed the way that I use my arms and my hands. Mm -hmm. And then I started being more dominant on the right. Um, But it's interesting because my right hand will shake and do like weird stuff sometimes. And so I've become like really good at doing certain things with my left hand and it just kind of, you know, but I used to be able to just kind of like I could write with both hands and stuff like that. It wasn't as good with the left, but it was still, you know, I had a teacher who she could do that, but it was perfectly and she could do it like mirrored at the same time. It's so cool. Like, I want to know what flavor of neurodivergence she was because she was such a like wacky teacher. She was really cool, but like just those are the wacky. best. She would just. Yeah, she'd just be like talking in class and she'd be like, well, I don't put gas in my car. My husband does that for me because I don't do that. Like, <laughs> just like. like quirk my quirkiest teacher was I believe my 8th grade science teacher and his name was Jim Rowe and I've tried to find him on Facebook I've tried to find him everywhere and I can't but we called him Jim Rowe the science bro and (laughs) he would do the weirdest things like we had a fire alarm go off because he was roasting marshmallows on his lunch break on the Bunsen burners (laughs) That's funny. We all got sent out. (laughs) (laughs) I had a really cool science teacher, and he, um, I don't remember his name. I'm not not good at names. But um, he he would do stuff, like, to single out the popular kids to make them feel bad. And it was awesome for the kids who were not popular to have a teacher actually not give preferential treatment to those kids because they always got the preferential treatment. But, like, he did this thing where we all had vials of, like, clear vials. And uh, one of the vials had something in it that would chemically react to turn red. Um, and he was like, go ahead and, like, swap. And just go around and, like, swap with people. And then he went through and um, triggered the reaction. And anybody that was red had HIV. And he made sure that the popular kids were the ones that started it. So all the popular kids had, you know... Uh, it was, and we were like, hee hee. Because <laughs> he's just trying to like emphasize how things spread and how easy it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he also called my stepdad and told him that like he knows how to get rid of bodies. So if he ever touched me again, like. <laughs> I <laughs> you know? love this teacher. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, also one of the only people to ever stand up for me, but like just was an amazing like there was like no doubt like after that like my stepdad just kind of kept like a wide berth yeah dang I want to be that teacher (laughs) right I want to be that cool I want to be like hello just so you know I have a shovel in the back (laughs) of my car and I know how to use it (laughs) yeah that scene in Breaking Bad with uh, when they try to break down the body yeah. and it goes through. That's what always makes me think of always makes me think of that teacher. <laughs> he would know how to do it though. <laughs> yeah, he would have the right kind of bin for the acid so it wouldn't eat through. Because it was the bathtub, right? That it ate through? Yeah. 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 Gross. <laughs> and I have those bins outside. <laughs> I know I got to get a bin for the the mechanic tomorrow. So mm. we're cleaning out the, the poops. The poops. <laughs> Man. And, and not your poop. 
That's why I'm paying so I was like, if it was mine, I would get the snake, I would deal with it, I would hose it out, but you know what? After this last week of like if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna pay I'm gonna pay somebody to deal with it because I don't want to. No, you shouldn't <laughs> just, have to. Yeah. Like I just Why didn't she clean out the black tank before she I don't know. I went so I made a video um, when I visited to look at the RV, and she's like telling me how to do stuff. And I watched it yesterday to just see how the 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 tank emptying works. And she actually says, "Oh, this is for flushing. I never used that." So I I think she doesn't know why it's important to do it because like it creates like gas buildup if you don't flush your RV. So if you have an RV and you don't use the flushing system, you really should. And you're supposed to do it on a regular basis because like the, um, I think people imagine that you just have everything like floating in there and stuff. But what happens is the solids get stuck to the side. And so when you empty, some of the solids come out and the liquids come out, but you have the sludge and the flushing will actually push the sludge down because otherwise you're just gonna get this thicker and thicker buildup. So basically, I learned what I'm saying right now through the experience of what I I thought there was going to be some stuff. I didn't realize that there would basically be years of like sludge. So there there's potentially like basically the fact that um, we were running the water at not even a high PSI is like like 20 um, and it started backing up and like flooding into the RV and other areas, shit water in my RV. Um, <laughs> and it uh, very quickly means that, like, the bin is probably pretty full of just stuff that never came out. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, but, you know, my future plans for that are get it cleaned out. And then once I'm settled in the RV and things are not like this, yeah, um, I want to I get the black bin pulled out. Yeah, because you're not going to um, need be- it. Yeah, and then I'll either put additional water storage in there or, or just have storage capacity, mm-hmm. like, from that. Because that's, like, a 90-gallon uh, or 70-gallon container, so it's a decent amount of space. Yeah, my water tank's 40 gallons, and then I have a secondary water tank, um, which I think is another 20 gallons. But yeah. we try to not use it very much because we have, like, gym memberships and stuff, so we'll shower at the gym. And then we try not to use the toilet either in there very much. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's a yeah. it's a pain. Yeah. It's poopy. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have a 90-gallon water thing, but I'm going to have... That's the one hookup I will have is water, so I won't have to worry about that. Um, and then I just have to deal with, like, the, the gray water... Which is the reason why I have to fix this is the gray water won't. It's clogged down at the bottom and both the gray water and the black water exit from the same same spot. Okay. And that that's what's clogged. Clogged full of stuff. So um I yeah. I'm glad you're not having to deal with it. <laughs> like... Yeah. That's you know, uh, and this is also a good. This is a good test to see if the mechanics reliable because I really want to have yeah. you know, like I plan on doing most of the work myself. But like if I'm not feeling well or um, it's something that's kind of outside of outside my skill set or whatever, um, I'm not as good with power tools as I used to be because of the arthritis in my hands. Mm-hmm. So I'm not as confident. Um, so it would be nice to have somebody 
And what's crazy is he charges a um, he charges a like a I'm gonna show up fee because he's mobile. It's like 150. Um, the guy that ripped me off in Arizona in the middle of nowhere, where like fees are way way less, he charged me 185 to like show up. Just so, so oh, wow. Yeah, so I have to. I still have to review him, but um, I'm gonna. I I don't like leaving negative reviews, and so I haven't done it yet because I get like. I don't want to leave, yeah, but I will because people need to know that he might try to rip them off. Yeah, I would did appreciate you, that. Yeah, did you have you read any like funny funny news? Oh, I could find one for us. Let's see. <laughs> do it, do it. Let's see, funny news. They don't come out as often as uh as bad bad news. stuff. Yeah. Um. I know, and I, I've had so much bad stuff going on that I feel like I'm a bad news bear, too. Like, you know? Uh, oh. Well, that's that's not funny news. That's just good news. Oh, no! A raccoon with head stuck in jar gets stranded in Florida tree. <laughs> There's layers to that. (laughs) Firefighters in Florida came to the rescue of a raccoon that found itself in a double trouble when it became stuck in a tree with a mayonnaise jar. Mayonnaise. 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 Jar stuck over its head. Marion County Fire Rescue said in an Instagram post that a crew responded to... SRM Concrete in Bellevue on a report of a raccoon with a jar on its head stuck in the tree. The responding crew used a platform to reach the raccoon, which rescuers dubbed Ricky. Ricky was... Um, He got the jar taken off his head. They use big words. Placed in a safe (laughs) carrier and turned over to animal control. We are pleased to say that the raccoon didn't suffer any major injuries... Aw, Ricky's okay. This is gonna be the highlight of like firefighters' jobs is getting to, to like help animals and people in these situations that it aren't, you know, catastrophic and have like a good good outcome. Oh, here's another one. A Kentucky lottery player switched to a new game and ended up winning more than one hundred and eighteen thousand dollars on his first try. He had been playing the same game for many, many years and switched one day and then all of a sudden won. (laughs) Wow. That's like just random, random luck. Let's see. This one always has some funny ones. Aw, a rare spotless giraffe was born in a Tennessee zoo. This giraffe's weird looking. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you'll be able to see it. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. He's cool. Yeah, it's got like gazelle the look look to it, the coloring, mm-hmm. the way the 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 lines are. But it's a giraffe. I wonder if its dad's a gazelle, right? <laughs> like some freaky stuff going in the oh. up in that zoo. We didn't know about those gorillas, <laughs> so <laughs> hey, boo boo. Ooh, monster hunters are conducting the largest search of Loch Ness in 50 years. This is where Again. this is where Bunny's going. 
researchers and monster hunters are gathering in the United Kingdom Scottish Highlands this weekend to look for the eternally elusive Loch Ness Monster, the biggest search for the legendary beast in over 50 years. Somewhere beneath the shimmering surface of Loch Ness lies Nessie, the legendary sea beast whose reputation spans nearly 1,500 years. At least... That's what monster hunters and Nessie enthusiasts from around the world hope to prove Saturday and Sunday. The Loch Ness Center, <laughs> there's a the Loch Ness Center and the research group Loch Ness Explorations are asking all aspiring monster hunters to join in on the biggest search since 1972. I mean that's fun, but my brain is just going. But the planet's dying. <laughs> <laughs> like the things, <laughs> but yeah, I I I do enjoy the those weird random things that humans do to like find joy in life. Okay, <laughs> it's a. <Are> the- <laughs> Our purpose is to observe, record, and study the natural behavior of the lock and phenomena that may be more challenging to explain, the Loch Ness Exploration Facebook page reads. If you believe that the Loch Ness Monster exists, then we invite you to join the search. We equally invite you to support the study of the lock and natural behaviors of the elements. I think they're actually trying to trick people into doing some sort of... Science. Just science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like, we really want to do this part, but let's make it fun. <laughs> that works for me. Uh, so some volunteers will participate in a large surface watch of the lock, scanning the surface for any irregularities. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's 22 square miles. And the maximum depth depth is 788 feet. That's not a lot. Yeah. It's like deep enough for stuff to hide, but not like... For 1,500 not years. now. <laughs> yeah. Like, not now. Oh. We, we have too much, you know, like with radar and everything else. Lasers. I mean, the stuff they can find in the jungles now, like with the technology oh, yeah. we have, is pretty awesome. They found a new... I think it was a millipede in LA. No. How did they not know it existed? <laughs> They're always finding new stuff, but I'm just like, it's cool. But then I'm like, how did we never see it before? Especially where there's people. Here's space news. Space news. That isn't that isn't the the crash at the at the moon. No. People are freaking out over a question mark seen in space. Scientists can explain. Let's see. <laughs> the, the James Webb Space Telescope recently captured a stunning new image of what scientists call a pair of actively forming stars. But eagle-eyed viewers were quick to seize in, on an even tinier and to some more... Ooh. Hold on, I got a drink. Thank you. You. The um, it's the celestial, uh, right? <laughs> um, oh, gotta find a place to set my drink now. Gosh, it does look like a question mark though. It does they're saying it's just two stars that are forming? 
and we're seeing them form. Hmm. I don't believe them. It's a question mark. <laughs> Aliens are telling us something. Yep. Like, trust no one, question everything. <laughs> the aliens know we've found them, and now they're just messing with us. One one Redditor user wrote. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't, I don't like their, dis- their explanation. You don't like it? No, that doesn't look like two stars just forming. There's so much, like, gas, though, like, when the stars are forming, like, the, like, it it's like gas all around them kind of get pulled into like the gravitational field of like where the star is forming so it makes sense to me and also like it probably from a different angle could look totally different because we're only seeing it right true so it's cool that like something out there is shaped randomly shaped like something that we recognize as question mark there's some other pretty pictures in here though Look at stars, guys. Look at stars. <laughs> so some of the images we're getting now are so amazing. Just, like, mind-boggling. Yeah, it's they, like, that's a galaxy. That's a galaxy. That's a galaxy. And, like... Uh, it looks like CGI, too. Like, <laughs> But they're actual pictures from the telescope. Yeah, they usually add... Um, I think they add colors. I don't know if they do with the new ones, but I know a lot of the images, of, especially, like, plants and stuff, they add the colors to them. Because they can tell what the elements are in them. Yeah. Because of the way the light bounces off of them. It's very strange. And I think we have aliens among us trying to tell us how to do that. <laughs> They're like, well, your eyes don't work as well as ours. So here's how you can like. <laughs> I, ra- I ran into banana butt guy again. Um, oh, yeah. You know this because I sent you a picture. So he was sitting next to me at, well, two down from me at the same brewery, and I had to get a picture for Lee. I was like, you have to know what he looks like. Banana butt guy. And then I'm like in the middle of Starbucks when I get the image and literally go, banana butt guy. (laughs) And then like my son's like, what? And then that turned into a whole conversation around like the physics of like. Oh, that's right. utilizing, Utilizing a banana in that way. And now I need to peel the banana first so I can get the potassium in my body. Exactly, exactly. But yes, I sent a I sent a uh, picture to Lee, so Lee now can put a face with the butt. And yep, the banana butt guy. And he's getting me two tickets to the run fair. Really nice. It's the least he owes me. Right, like he scarred you, like. I I'm sad that he unsent the message. <laughs> I, he unsent the message. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Here you go." And then, how long did it take him to unsend it? Probably like he saw that I I think he saw I saw it and I didn't respond because I didn't respond for days and days. He's like, <laughs> and I went back. So I was telling my friend about it. I went back to go take like take a screenshot and it was gone. <laughs> But I, uh, I told uh, the, the, the beer tender at the brewery, because uh, he saw me taking the picture, and he was, like, laughing. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I realized that I knew the <laughs> banana butt guy's dad, who was also a creepo, to my employees at the coffee shop. <laughs> wow. Family. It's a family business. Mm-hmm. We'll call his dad Blue. It's a color, but it's not blue. 
but it's so the action no <laughs> am i being too literal yeah right now? no the, his nickname <laughs> is a color but it's not blue oh, okay. i was giving him a nickname <laughs> oh I was like, I thought you were giving a nickname, and then you were specifying that it's not actually the color, but the other word that sounds like blue. I hope not. Right? <laughs> and then I was, just, and then my brain was like going down the why would someone have that nickname? Like, <laughs> thanks, autism. Thanks. Thank you. We appreciate you. <laughs> oh my goodness! Look at Amos. Oh my gosh. Amos. <laughs> milf, milf potato sleeping right behind the laptop, so. Yeah, if I if I tried to touch him, he would bite me. Yeah. Fiona's he's like, like that. He's like a constant... What He, he helps me flex my self-control muscle because, like, he tempts me to touch him all the time, but I'm not allowed to. <laughs> not and fair if I can, and if i can resist the belly i can resist anything <laughs> <laughs> okay okay <laughs> uh, oh goodness gonna murder who i don't know who someone just texted me i'm gonna murder him so I think we might have a new podcast for next week. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I get a murder. Murder. Well, I'm a see. murder. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find a good clown for our podcast. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. I have a few on a list. Um, and I might do all of them because they, none of them really have very big stories. So <laughs> I might do like a few stories in one. Um, yeah. And then I have, I mean, I have a list of like 50 people on it already, but I want different themes of people. So, yeah. So we need a clown. 50. We got so much to look forward to. Exactly. That's years. <laughs> Poifects. Yeah. Uh, all right. No, I've been like, with everything going on, this has been like my highlight. I go, I get to do this. Yay. Woohoo. <laughs> um, I'll do our outro now Then we can keep talking okay. Sorry guys You can't hear us You can't sit with us Thanks for coming And watching us And listening to us On Frightening Frauen Join us next time To learn about another weird woman <laughs> <laughs>